0: Hello, everybody. I'm J.D. Lopez, the host of Left Hand Right Brain. It's a free-flowing, wide-ranging conversation that I have with artists doing interesting and creative things here in Denver and beyond. We talk about their personal stories, break down their creative process, and what motivates them. Spoiler alert, it's mostly spite. We talk about all these things and more while kicking back, cracking wise, and always having a good time. You can find old episodes and everything you need to know at lefthandrightbrainpod.com.
1: Attention, listener, I have an assignment for you. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to engage with the real nerds, aka the best podcast on the internet. You can listen to their episodes on their website, realnerdspodcast.com, and you can also listen to them on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and iTunes. Follow their social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This message will self-destruct never.
2: Hi, this is Ed Kramer, CGI artist from Industrial Light and Magic. I worked on the Scarabs from The Mummy, the rock monster from Galaxy Quest, and you are listening to The Real Nerds Podcast. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, officially the official podcast of Denver Pop Culture Con Thanksgiving 2020. I am Ryan on Zoom with Zach and Corinne and James and Brad and all the way from New York City, Henry.
3: Hello.
4: Henry, when's the last time you saw a person? (laughs)
3: Last time I saw a person? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've been still going to people's houses. So that lived, like, two blocks away from me, and so it's not that bad. Okay. Yeah.
4: I mean, People, I ass-
3: people assume that the tri city area is in, like, Mad Max territory at this point, when really it's more of, I don't know, what's, a, what's like, a sensible apocalypse movie? Escape from New York.
4: Inside
1: Independence Man. Day.
3: I mean, so it's really not an apocalypse. Not
2: that I'm <laughs> about it, but, um... It's more like the opening of Mallrats.
5: Yeah. <laughs> sure.
2: Let's go back.
4: <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of climbing in and out of windows. Yes. You- He's fucking
5: dead. <laughs> hey
2: buddy, we're doing our podcast, okay? <laughs> I mean it's really cool that you're showing zombies, but we gotta get this done. Yeah. You go watch your Minecraft and please don't hit my computer. Thanks, buddy.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh...
2: So Kellen's really excited. If he does all his schoolwork this week, then he gets to download Minecraft. Oh, oh. So he he's been watching videos of other kids playing Minecraft. Yeah. And I still don't understand the appeal of the game.
4: It's like Legos but a computer.
2: Yeah. It's
1: build stuff. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but doesn't I don't know.
4: Also the zombies, but if you just turn that off and treat it like Legos then
2: cool. Yeah, but he kind of wants to kill the zombies I think cuz he keeps on talking about it. So Yeah.
3: Can <laughs> you do it where I, mean, I mean I grew up with it cuz it, it like came out when I was like 10. Um, oh and so god, I've been yeah, playing it for geez. like ten years. Oh my now. god! Oh my um, god! I'm gonna mute Henry. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but it's like you can really play in the, the appeal of Minecraft is that you can play in any way you want. Mm. So you can make it like a Lego game, or you can make it like a like tower defense zombie killing game, or oh, like cool. there's a plot where you can kill a dragon in it, and, like all this different kind of stuff. And so yeah,
2: Ooh,
0: yeah, pretty neat.
2: James, do you like <laughs> dragons? <laughs> yeah. He likes rain of fire. <laughs> I yeah fuck yeah
4: dude, is the axe. He jumps with the axe of the dragon? Hell yeah, man. So logically, (laughs) you might like Minecraft. We got to get this podcast moving. I need to go watch Rain of Fire. Holy
6: shit.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Hey, Brad, how are you? I'm all right. Yeah. You're like, for some reason, you're really far off my screen. There you are.
6: Uh, That sounds like a personal problem.
2: (laughs) It is.
3: I've got all
6: all five of you at the top of my screen.
2: I'm trying to fix that, and it won't do it.
3: Have you gone into like the.
4: What's it called? The gallery oh, view, so you can see. There them. we, there yeah, we go. Yeah, there's grid view. Yeah, then you can see everybody.
2: Let me see.
1: It looks like the Brady Bunch this when week nice. on it, all of you. This
4: week on Zoom <laughs> Customer Service Podcast.
2: Yeah. So, um, as you know, our podcast is a little different now. If people have been listening, um, we can't go to movies, which really sucks. But uh, Corinne did something really cool where she did Movie Madness, which is a hybrid of March Madness and. Yeah, yeah. Zombies. yeah and zombies and uh but Not you know sorry. she also included Fiddler on the roof in one of her categories, so I mean there's a little uh, in it and space jam but we'll uh we'll go from there um so anyways uh she had sixteen films, everybody voted on them and the uh, the winner of it actually kind of surprising to me was the princess bride so this week we'll be retro reviewing the princess bride um and we'll also be telling you what movies we've been watching because there's really no movie news except everything is still closed.
0: I do have some news. Not a bunch, but some.
2: Yeah, like oh. maybe we'll
4: get to see Mulan one day. Yeah. Uh, in so July. Some <laughs>
0: yeah. There were announcements.
4: Okay, Zach,
0: go. It's real news. Do, do you guys like that Robin Hood from the 70s from Disney? Because it's no. going to get a live I just King watched version. it
1: the other day. It's great.
0: Yeah, it's, it's really great. Phil Harris plays Little John, and it's wonderful. Uh, we're going to get a live-action remake from the Blind Spot director. Um, so, yeah, it looks like it's going to go straight to Disney. Plus and it Perfect. looks like this has just been announced, but it's been in development for a little while. So oh. Cool. We're going to get that.
5: Yeah,
2: I don't know. I, did, Any I do love the theme from Robin Hood. Oh, bye, Zach. Yep, <laughs> see you, Zach. We don't want to talk to you, anyways. <laughs> and that was the, news. Uh, that was I did the a, news. I
1: did everything I needed to. I'm out.
2: <laughs> I, I swear I didn't <laughs> kick him.
6: Right amount of Zach on this show. Yep, yep. <laughs> we have we have reached the Zach level. Oh,
4: uh, he finished one sentence, which meant that the <laughs> Zoom was just like, nope, too much.
6: He yeah, did even... emphasize that was very important news, so <laughs> had to get it out.
4: <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, well, sure will come back. Nice.
2: Uh, so yeah, th- uh, thanks, Zach, for... Um... <laughs> oh, he's back. Fuck. Damn it. Uh, I mean, man, we missed you, Zach. Thanks for coming back.
1: <laughs> I no, didn't miss no. you.
0: Who's Zach? Oh. Who's Zach?
4: Uh, you are. No, yeah.
0: no, because Zach wears a backwards cap, and I'm wearing a frontward cap. <laughs> <laughs> you know what really works on podcasts?
3: Visual jokes. <laughs> that is
0: true. They work wonderfully, Henry. You'd be surprised how well they work. No. Um, but yeah, the only other thing I wanted to bring up, like, is like amidst like all the sad stuff, some cool stuff from Leica is that they're keeping their pay, their staff on payroll throughout this entire thing. And I thought that was pretty cool because we're all yeah. Leica fans here, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's that's pretty cool of them to keep that to keep their staff going amidst all this. And
4: then, I, I'll, be, I'll be honest, I don't understand how they keep their staff going when there's not a pandemic going on. Like, nobody ever sees their masterpiece films. I know, it's sad. Oh,
0: sad. They're, they're, they're being bankrolled now by Annapurna, which doesn't have a bankroll at all. So, um, And then lastly...
3: <laughs> can't wait for MoviePass to start investing in them. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: oh that was good uh, this is lastly I thought this was good Kevin Smith is doing a pop-up movies uh, movies restaurant that you can order from to support the coronavirus charity so you're going to have actual chance to eat some movies you'll get hater tots from Jay and, Sal and Bob reboot uh, a lasagna sandwich and some chocolate covered pretzels
6: oh I want to get my cow tipper on
5: <laughs> like
0: I'm, that's I'm not I'm an already, option, and it sucks. <laughs>
5: I'm
4: that reminds wary me enough about getting fast food during this pandemic. Uh, I don't know, pr- marketing promotional tie-in food, maybe even lower on my list.
0: It's it it's gonna go to charity, so it's it's that thought fair. that's counting on this one. So, You're but right. yeah, good on good on Mister Mister Silent Bob to do that. And that's that new. reminds
1: me of a. Joke from 30 Rock where Liz is pitching this idea for like a TV remote that if you see something you want to buy, you can press a button. And she's like, So if you've got to have Mr. Big's spaghetti, you can just press a button and buy it. And we're done. 30 Rock's awesome. Y'all need to watch it more.
2: Uh huh. That joke landed well, Corinne.
0: Coming on Blu ray for the
2: first
1: Sorry, time. Sorry, I'm not Tina Fey.
2: Mm, we all want to be. Mm. We all want to be. I'm good. Drink your Mike's Hard Lemonade. Is that
4: Zach? <laughs> is, is there any other news? Oregon. Because I'm a
1: basic white bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
2: My wife had hey. to explain to me like 18 times what basic means, and I still don't understand it. What's well, it's one step underneath it. The it
1: means you're lame. It means you're vanilla.
2: Why can't you just say you're lame? <laughs> Because uh, basic
4: that's sounds better. super lame, man. Lame my, wife,
2: my wife literally has a book from this girl who's on some freaking reality show I and it's you, called a woman. I'm a Basic Bitch or something like that Why by it? some girl who's really mean.
5: <laughs> Probably.
4: I really that hope
1: that's great. her actual author credit.
2: <laughs> Probably is. And my wife tries to justify it and I go, nope, not cool. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, thanks, Zach, for movie news. Um, yeah, do
0: you want to do Blu-rays or do we want to skip it?
2: Uh, well, I'm going to change it up because uh, one of us might have to leave at some point. Uh, that's and, right. And that's, at some, it's, some,
1: point. At thanks some for, point.
2: Thanks for remembering a conversation we had
4: 10 minutes ago, Ryan. I'm pretty good at remembering 10 minutes. I'm staring <laughs> at Zach.
0: I know. I'm staring right back at you. You look marvelous, by the way.
4: Thanks. Trimmed my beard this week.
0: I nice
4: quarantined yeah <laughs> yeah yeah Henry we all saw the video I we're, we're aware <laughs> I,
2: I fucking love the video what we've been watching
4: so uh yeah this is the stuff we've been watching
2: James what have you watched this week
4: hey uh so I missed something at the end of last week uh or for last week's episode which was um I got a chance <laughs> to watch Birds of Prey uh the the Hillary Quinn movie. What's her name? Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. I got. I got to watch that Harley Quinn, um, which is a movie from nineteen eighty about. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so uh, it was fine. Like Birds of Prey was fine. Like I. I didn't. I. I was not. I. I think it was a lot better than than Suicide Squad. Like it made sense, and there was fun. Um, I think the thing that annoyed me the most was. Oh, I'll say this differently. I think that maybe the best thing about that movie was the villain and how amazingly like fun and scene chewing and like over the top that that guy is. And then the way that he gets wrapped up is awesome and hilarious, but ultimately disappointing because I would have rather had that character in other movies. Um I I don't know if I should it's weird for me to know whether or not I should spoil a movie that like
3: Uh, okay. I mean, okay. not th- well, without spoiling it, but the last thing that happens to him, I think, is the best part of the entire. Thing. Yeah,
4: I can say Black Mask, amazing. The thing that happens to Black Mask right before he goes off a bridge, also freaking amazing, but ultimately disappointing because I probably would have rather just had like another whole movie with him in it. Um, and since this whole franchise is about taking villains and making them. The whole reason you watch the movie. I, why
2: hey, please not? go over here, buddy.
4: Um. So. Uh, yeah. I mean. I think it's fine. I. It, it doesn't necessarily make me. You know. Excited to watch more of them, but whatever. Um. And then the. Uh, um, I don't remember I
1: what happens to him. That's how little of an impression that movie left on me. It's but the coolest
4: shot. <laughs> of the it is the best moment <laughs> in the whole
5: movie.
1: I don't remember what... what, So what happens to him? Remind me.
4: Uh, There's a a girl and she has a ring. Mm -hmm. She has a ring. See, on the video I'm communicating, but on the podcast I'm not spoiling. She takes the ring out of a thing and then he takes the jewelry and still has the jewelry on him and then the jewelry makes him explode. (laughs) Shit, I spoiled it. Fuck, I could
1: not do it.
2: (laughs) Um... Yeah, you, you I all are crazy. And you, Birds of prey is awesome.
1: I genuinely don't remember that. That's how little of an impression that left yeah. on me. I mean, it was Brian,
0: fun. that's available to rent now, right?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it yeah. how. Yeah, it's on. Yeah. It's on Amazon. You can rent it that way for like the super rental, and then I think it's coming out. Yeah.
6: Not May really. May twelfth, yeah. I think. Yeah.
4: Oh, okay. So it's you know. Can I, can Blu-ray. I'm gonna I, watch it
7: again. I will say it's my second yeah. DCEU film.
4: Um, I no, I think I think Man of Steel is better. Oh, okay, maybe you're right. <laughs> I couldn't think of another second one. Oh, Wonder Woman. Uh, Do I like Wonder Woman? Yeah, I think I like Wonder Woman more. But, you know, they're, they're you know, yeah. Wonder- yeah, I think I like Wonder Woman is always fun, whereas Birds of Prey, I got bored. Um, I think my biggest problem with it, and I told Brad this later, was like, it, like Guardians of the Galaxy is really good about making sure that the team is together about 20 minutes in and this was like a hey we're gonna get the team together at the end movie and the most fun of the movie for me is at the end when like a whole bunch of cool ladies are beating the shit out of dudes and i'm like couldn't why why couldn't we have done that the whole movie
3: you know i think like huntress is the most interesting and most fun character and she's in it for maybe a total of six minutes
4: yeah and the um the other thing is like i think that The idea of having like these guys who have a grudge against Harley, like randomly popping up to kill her throughout the movie is hilarious and so great and executed just shy of good. And so it's like, it's fine. And you're watching it and you're like, okay, like, ah, that was kind of funny. But it like, I don't know if it's an editing thing or just the way it was done that and I, part of it is the the voiceover like i think the voiceover just ruined some of the ti- the comedic timing of some of that stuff like i feel like the film was
3: fucked up in the edit like i think yeah, like there was some i think there was clearly some studio interference to, like change some stuff around or they just they they didn't yeah, realize what they had in the footage so they had to figure out what to do
4: totally what it feels like to me um, because I think like that joke alone could have been the, like as good as any good joke in Deadpool, like a great running joke to just randomly have like crazy dudes show up and try to murder her. And then she accidentally kills them. Like great running joke ruined when you do a, you know, suicide squad pause, here's this guy. And the ta- I kicked him in the balls once. And like, that's your, like, you just ruined a great joke with a mu- mediocre one, you know? But anyway, um, birds of prey watch that it's awesome um i also uh i pretty much finished love is blind i got like 20 minutes left in the reunion episode
2: what are you being on this podcast for
4: oh my god uh because we were because the reunion episode is 50 fucking minutes of nicholas shea talking to dum-dums about their marriages and it's really difficult to watch and so 20 minutes from the end we were just like oh god um (laughs) so <laughs> <to> mute James, <laughs> uh, yeah, real painful. I told Brooks like in 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 a year when when Netflix does season two and three because they renewed it for two more seasons. I oh, told wires. her I was like, as much fun as that, that as future James and future Brooks think it's gonna be to watch this god awful show, please stop us from doing this. Uh, but we'll yeah, I'll check back in for season two. Um, I it's
2: three seasons and the the Joe McHale show, Joe McHale gets to, what's that oh, about?
4: I know, dude, it's awful. We've been watching Community again, and it makes me miss that show so much. Not just Community, right? but Joe McHale. Um, yeah. Uh, and then, so I also rewatched Iron Man 2, because I'm kind of going through a lot of the original Marvel movies. Um, Iron Man 2, more fun and coherent and fine than I even remembered. Uh, like, I think it actually holds up overall better than mm-hmm. I think it people gave it credit for at the time, but I think that the Mickey work part has aged poorly. Um, like now I go back and watch Mickey work in that movie and I'm like, dude, phoning it in all day long. <laughs> like, like by comparison to Black Mask, who was chewing scenery wonderfully, like Mickey work is just shitty. And like, I'm just watching him now going like, yeah, I didn't need you to have a comeback. Like I'm good. Like you you could have cast literally anyone else in this role. Um,
0: well, Yeah, I rewatched it last year and I just feel like he just didn't want to be there. Totally. (laughs) But he was like, okay, I guess I'm here. I guess I'll do stuff. Why not? But but it's fine because Sam Rockwell is able to work with that. Yeah, like
4: that movie would be markedly better if Peter Stormare had done that part. Like like somebody like that who's just a character actor just being awesome, that movie would have been a lot better dude don't don't tell um, so, don't
0: tempt me with a better movie <laughs>
4: yeah but overall i think the movie is great um and then the very yeah. last thing was i watched a joe dante film called gremlins this week mm. which i have never yeah. seen before um oh I yeah so i'd never seen meet i did i didn't grow up watching watching gremlins so when i watched that movie um i i told brooks it was like the caddy shack of of horror movies in a way <laughs> where it's like i think everybody remembers like A like maybe 15 minutes of slapstick fun stuff and some good marketing. But the the majority of the movie is actually about a dumb kid you don't give a shit about. Um, And that's what Gremlins is. Like, oh my God, how stupid is that kid, his girlfriend? They can't do anything right. They're constantly letting the Gremlins get wet. And it literally, at the end of the movie, like I turned to Brooks and I said, you know, we we had like 15 minutes left. I turned around and I was like, I think we're supposed to be rooting for the Gremlins. I'm, I'm pretty sure we're supposed to be rooting for the Gremlins, you, but yeah. they're murdering people. It's like the Suicide Squad of shitty '80s movies for kids. <laughs> um, um, I don't know if you can see it this. behind me, gizmo but there comes is a in Gizmo. At the end
1: and <laughs> hey, saves them from okay. their prodigy.
4: Gizmo is great. Uh, the animatronics and the puppetry is great, um, especially when it's animatronics and puppetry and not stop motion. The stop motion is a little me, um, but mm. like. The movie is is interesting to look at, but man, do I think that movie is bad.
5: <laughs>
6: Are
2: you done with the segment
6: already? Damn it!
2: Be <laughs> <laughs>
6: forever to set that up.
5: <laughs> you good.
2: Um, my uh, my wife forces me to watch that every Christmas. <laughs> I have seen that movie every year for 11 years.
4: Yeah, it's... Um, Hold yeah, on, oh, Brad. Turn it down a little bit. There we go. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess I, I guess I get why people like it, uh, but there's so many things I just can see, like, oh, this would be more fun if, if it was an ensemble of kids' movies. You know, like, like if you had, like, a Goonies squad that were fighting the kids. Like, if it was Monster Squad, but with gremlins. Like, that main character is just awful i dumb. So anyway, <laughs> Gremlins.
1: More uh, concerned with why Brad has 50 billion tabs. <laughs> oh.
6: Do a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's <laughs>
4: not Many different strange projects. at all. Hey,
0: James, yeah. w- regarding your comment about are we supposed to be rooting for the Gremlins? What? Whenever you feel like it, watch Gremlins 2. Okay. Because that's kind of what you get.
4: So I can't remember. Is the general consensus that Gremlins 2 is better?
0: I think Gremlins 2 is more fun to watch. I like the first Gremlins as a movie. The second okay. Gremlins is a, is a wonderful meta joke that's ad- adorable to watch.
6: <laughs> James Gunn likes Gremlins 2 better. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I, like
4: James, I like James Gunn.
0: Because <laughs> it's like a Looney <laughs> right. Tune. It's a Looney Tune cartoon. Sure. Gremlins 2 is just a Looney Tune cartoon. And Leonard mm. bolt gets strangled in it. Okay, It's it's, it's all the things you, you never thought you want to see out of a joke, and you get them.
4: Okay. Okay. Here's the best part of the movie. There's this scene where his girlfriend explains that that she's sad the whole movie because her dad was in the chimney, and that is is absolute idiotic gold. Like dumbest scene, best scene. Like just like unbelievably stupid but also rewatchable in the best way um, but yeah that's like the only reason I rewatch the movie is to watch her say like that's the day I learned that Santa Claus wasn't real like you just made a joke about your dad being dead in the dumbest way <laughs> a human has ever died like anyway yeah so Gremlins uh don't watch that that's bad
3: Gremlins 2 is basically the Magic Mike XXL of the 80s <laughs> <sighs>
4: um are, but does that mean that Gremlins 1 is the Magic Mike? Because I love Magic Mike It is, it is cool it's just thing,
3: because Gremlins 1 is like supposed to be taken seriously enough, whereas okay, Gremlins yeah. 2 is like, fuck it we're going to do whatever we want now There's going to yep. be a B-plot about how Joe Manginello's penis is too big Like, we're going <laughs> to do whatever the fuck we want now So
4: Alright Yeah, I guess maybe I'll watch it
2: Somebody comes through the headset
5: that's all I
4: watched.
2: All right. Corinne.
4: Corinne disappeared. I think, I think we literally just lost lost Corinne.
6: Yeah, she's frozen. Uh
2: Henry?
4: Oh, okay. Um,
3: <laughs> uh, the uh Oh, I finished watching the entire filmography of Nicole Kidbury. Um, oh
2: right.
5: What is the conclusion?
3: <laughs> you didn't miss much. Um there's a lot of i mean there's a lot of somewhat interesting like like eighties late 70s teen films in Australia uh and those are those exist but now I'm on to my next project which is where I'm watching the 50 most popular films in the 2010s that I did not see that I have not seen yet it's like mm-hmm. ones I missed so I'm watching oh. a lot of those and there it turns out there's a reason I didn't see them um <laughs> most of them are pretty bad um,
1: Can you give us a few examples?
3: So, once I have not liked so far, Glass uh, Under the Silver Lake, The Predator uh, Red Sparrow um,
2: I love Red Sparrow Red Sparrow. Oh,
4: cool.
3: Yeah,
1: we know you do, Ryan <laughs>
6: um, You're the only one who likes it
2: <laughs> I know, I'm know. I seriously the only one in this whole podcast that I'm like, I love that movie, it's so bleak and brutal, everyone's like, it's stupid
3: It's fun because like, I, I went to the page for it to log it and, like, it has that bar of, like, your friends and what they thought yeah, yeah. And it's, like, everyone, like, one star, one and a half stars, two stars, and then Brian with five stars. <laughs> yep. <So> like, <laughs> um, but uh, one notable one that was bad was I watched High Life, which came out last year? Um, yeah,
0: Claire Denise, yeah, what did you think? Yeah,
3: has, so the plot, so it's, the, the the written plot of this film is that uh, Rar Pattinson... It plays a uh, death row prisoner who in the future they are sending death row prisoners onto a satellite to see if they can harness the power of a, of a black hole and if they can do that then they are free uh, and, so that, and so the plot is it's like all these prisoners living on like, a rocket ship trying to harness uh, uh, the power of a black hole yeah. what the film actually ends up being about is that Robert Pattinson has a kid which is like a baby uh, and the film ends up being an hour and 45 minutes of him babysitting a baby poorly um, well,
0: and finding <laughs> out how he got that baby like it, it, which
3: <sighs> you know what I don't give a shit because like, I had <laughs> to sit through an hour and a half of a baby fucking crying yeah. yeah. get there. so <laughs> fuck that baby I don't He's, give a shit you're
2: drinking that my angry orchard it. by being yeah. angry yeah
4: I don't even
3: think but it's anyway, I, don't shit.
2: Shit. No, I, don't I don't think,
4: mean, think my whatever. baby cries for an hour and a half all day
5: <laughs>
4: Why, Henry? <laughs> oh, no, no,
5: it's fresh. No, this isn't me. <laughs> what do you think I'm doing? Oh yeah, this is you,
0: Henry.
3: <laughs> You're um, but, uh... <laughs> I'm also...
6: I'm gonna stop before we get sued. <laughs> yeah, um...
3: I'm also watching about a lot of 1990 films So, sell away my list for 1990 film solutions. is not god-awful. Um... And uh, so far, I haven't seen anything that I think will make my list. But uh, the two that I've watched that are somewhat notable. <laughs> I watched Miller's Crossing for the first time. Oh, shit. Yeah. You like uh, it? It was okay. It's yeah. definitely Lester Cohen. But you can still, I think it's like one of their first films. And you can definitely see them. Like, they had like a definitive style from the get-go. And I can respect that. I actually I don't...
4: think it's their most overrated movie.
3: Really? Yeah. Interesting. I mean. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah oh it's so the uh, one that barry sonnenfeld shot that i like the look of it the most like out of the ones that yeah. barry sonnenfeld shot for them
4: yeah it's a movie that i think i hear a lot of people talk about and i think it's mostly because like to to say oh it's a coen brothers movie about like gangsters in the mob that sounds amazing and then you watch it and you're like that was a lot of Slow, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah you, we don't want a lot you, of you slow.
0: You'll like it more. Just look into your heart, and you no. will
4: like it more.
3: Yes. No. Uh, but it, it was fine. It's <laughs> scene, uh, I mean, it's like "Scene
4: in the Woods" is really good.
3: Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like a bad Coen Brothers film is still a better everyone else film. <laughs> <laughs> a bad movie. Fun fact. Uh, we'll and that. so it's like uh, it's yeah, so it's like it's not going to make my list for 1990. But I'm glad I finally watched it. Yeah, their worst uh, film is
4: Intolerable Cruelty. It's nearly unwatchable.
3: But you can still watch it. Uh, well, it's hard, but you can watch the, it. Legally yep. speaking, yep. you can watch Intolerable Cruelty. You can watch it. Um, the
0: only one who will still, quote unquote, legally watch it. You can
4: watch <laughs> Two Girls, One Cup. You just are advised not to. <laughs> yeah.
2: The only place where you're going to get. Comparison between intolerable cruelty and two girls in one <laughs> cup. Real Nerds podcast.
0: I want that on the Criterion Blu-ray that they put out for it. That quote.
2: <laughs> okay,
4: I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm.
0: Sorry. I
2: guess they're both shit. I just have oh. to really quick
4: say. I just have to really quick say. I'm sorry, but Mom, do not look up two girls one cup.
3: <laughs> look up blue waffles instead. No, no.
4: <laughs> I don't even know what that one is, but I don't trust Henry at all.
3: Uh, yeah. Um, the only one I, I'm like 90% positive it's not going to make my list, which is why I'll bring it up. But the only one that, like, is the highest ranking 1990 film that I've watched so far is Wild at Heart, the one David Lynch film that he made that year, mm-hmm. which honestly is not that weird. There's definitely weird parts to it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dream. I mean, yeah, it's like there's definitely like, weird yeah. parts. It's still a Lynch film. But it's more, it's definitely, it's not nearly a Mulholland Drive film, though, or, no, yeah. or anything like that.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, like, watch that movie and see a guy who wants to make a good movie someday.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. No. Um, but it was fun. I mean, it's very much like if you want to watch his stuff and you're like, I want to see, like, it's, or I should say, it doesn't feel super like a Lynch film, but it definitely feels like an indie filmmaker from the 90s. Yeah, like it's he's clearly doing artistic indie shit that people were doing in the nineties. Yeah, so, you,
4: would you maybe say that it's his safety not guaranteed? You know, like it's a good movie, but then everything else he makes is just garbage.
3: So the other film I watched,
0: um,
3: <laughs> thank you, Henry. Um, uh, I watched Bloodshot, the Vin Holy Diesel film. Yet, um, and he did it. He finally did it. Vin Diesel made a film so bad they shut down the entire film industry.
1: <laughs> Coronavirus isn't real. It was Vin Diesel's career all along.
3: It's
5: there's
2: there's no the good parts of
3: there's here. nothing good. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's the virus's family. <laughs> so there's nothing good about this film. Is it it's, fun? Bad. So there's one scene that's kind of fun. Bad. of it's is kind of boring. Uh, basically, there's there's the only part that I would say is good. Would just watch it whenever, whenever it goes on YouTube, you probably YouTube? find that scene. Like in the first like ten minutes, the villain, uh, the actor whose name is getting, he played Doctor Doom in the in the really bad 2015 version of uh, Fantastic Four. Oh, I could not remember his name. He's someone but um, Julian something. He sure.
2: I mean, no, that's, the, um, that's the, Oh, that's uh, the original that's the one, one yeah.
3: sorry. Yeah. Uh, but he plays the bad guy in this film and there's a scene where like in the beginning Vin Diesel gets knocked out and he gets put <laughs> into like a meat locker. I know, shocking. Uh and then he gets put into a meat locker and then they turn the meat locker when he wakes up they have turned the meat locker which is still a meat locker with meat in it into like a techno rave. Uh and the main bad guy does a music video in front of Vin Diesel to Psycho Killer by Talking Heads and like that scene comes so out of left field that it's so absurd that that's the one enjoyable scene in the entire film uh, Henry really quickly, Tony Kebble
0: is his name. Toby Kebble Oh, Toby Kebble, yeah Well, Mr. Kebble <laughs> you picked the wrong film uh, Yeah, I don't think you got the pretty pick. good at that apparently
3: uh, and the last one I'll mention, because I'm pretentious, really? I watched Baccarat, which is a Brazilian film that came out, well, it, festival-wise, came out last year, and then it came out the week everyone went into quarantine this year, and then you can watch it on...
0: Is this the one? On, uh, is it, is it the one that Kino Lobor put out on their yeah. service? Yeah, yeah, okay.
3: uh, And I would recommend it, because it's basically a, a, a really weird and kind of almost horror western uh, about this like small town in Brazil who like after their mayor dies they start realizing that like for weird, for like unexplained reasons their town is disappearing off all maps uh, and that's kind of the setup for the film it's actually, it's pretty well done uh, it's it's fun it's it's not as pretentious as most of the films I recommend uh, so uh, Zach, Brad, James, and Corinne you guys can check it out you're good, yeah. you're good, you're good Um, uh,
2: Are you saying that because I love Red Sparrow That I wouldn't like The Brazilian film you recommended
3: No I'm not recommending it to you Because it's a Brazilian film But other than that um, The only other film I guess I'll mention Is I watched Under the Silver Lake uh, Which is the, the follow up film From the guy who made It Follows and it's like a weird noir in L.A. It's one of those films, A Weird Noir in L.A. The issue with it is that A Weird Noir in L.A., you can make those And people make them great The issue is the main character needs to be somewhat likable And Andrew Garfield in this film Is so fucking unlikable That it's like, I am like Fucking, I don't give a shit about your flight like, You, your you just want to get laid that's not, a, that's not a motivation For a character, let's calm down uh, and he's, like, a creep voyeur who, like, spies on people, like, undressing from his apartment. And that's, like, his introductory scene. And so, yeah. It's a weird noir in L.A. So if you like that really specific subgenre, sure. It's not good, though. Yeah, yeah that's
0: I'll it. Check it out. I'll have to check it out. It got deleted. You don't have to. <laughs> well, I... I mean, where else? What else am I gonna do? <laughs>
3: really, they release ten thousand films a year, Zach. You can watch literally any other one. So. That's
0: true. I'm gonna be talking about one that I'm glad I just found, and now I'm gonna try to find more things to watch to expand my horizons. So
1: just watch Tiger King again. Problem solved, right?
3: No, I'm I'm bitter about that fucking series because Good back in no, back in fucking October, I contacted that motherfucker and was like, "Hey, can I make a documentary on you?" And he was like, "Nah." And I was like, fuck him, cool, okay, you're cool then, that's fine. You don't want to have a talking about you, that's fine. And then this motherfucker comes out, and, and this fucking tire King shit comes out, and everyone's like, oh, fucking tire King. Fucking shut the fuck up, I'm tired of this Wasn't he sorry. in
6: jail last October?
3: I got in his campaign. His campaign got back to me and said that he didn't want a talking and so... But fuck it. Who cares? Who cares? I can't win. Nothing ever wins for me. It's fine. It's because hey. you're wearing a Henry,
0: Team Rocket shirt. I will watch it. Uh- Thank you. I, I love the Team Rocket t-shirt, Henry. It just it amplifies the madness. I love it.
3: Anyway, that's what I've
0: been watching.
4: Cool. Cool, cool. Corinne?
1: Um, I've been watching a lot since I was on last time, but I'll just talk about a couple of things I want to highlight. I actually finally got to Hey, watch Corinne, can I board. ask you
2: if you... Oh. Can I ask if you made that uh, shot that you when you threw your bottle... Because it looked like you threw it and then you watched it roll.
1: <laughs> it was the <laughs> bottle cap, not the bottle. And mm-hmm. no, I did not. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that was um, like 20 minutes ago.
1: <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, that was like 20 minutes ago. Um, I finally got to watch Onward that when it came out on Disney+. Plus, yeah. And I, I don't love it the You're way wrong. some other people do. I understand that there are people out there who love it. I like it better than Cars, I think, but I don't love it as much as oh my Coco. God. I haven't watched okay. Cars in a long time.
4: Okay, okay, hold on. Yeah, we can say like, oh, okay, I like Coco more. Coco, another movie that's brilliant. Like, that's fine. But you Coco cars is fucking first.
1: amazing. Yeah. Onward is like, it's like mid-tier for Pixar.
4: No, no, no. It's good no dinosaur. Cars 2. Good Dinosaur no is not tar- mid-tier.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> um, Henry, yeah. looks like he wants to say.
1: Oh no. Oh you no. Just <laughs> oh.
3: insulting <laughs> the name of Cars 2. Cars 2. I went and fucking got a Mike's heart to join your plight. And now you're fucking making fun of Cars 2 like a well, goddamn scoundrel.
5: Well, okay.
4: I mean, Cars 2. Cars
1: 2 is kind of <laughs> terrible, Henry. Hey!
3: Hey! They tried something different. In, in the day and age where everything's yeah. awful and unoriginal, a they were original grab. and you are hey, cars that are spies? It's a revolution.
1: <laughs> Literally. So
4: I was sitting around going yeah, like RPMs. we make all
1: these smart It's such movies, a revolution, like they're a spinning their wheels. Rat.
3: Anyway, what so else have you been watching? No
0: other movie could do made Larry the cable guy a James Bond character.
5: <laughs>
1: I so my biggest takeaway from Onward, if anybody hasn't seen it yet, um, I think you should see it, but I don't know. I i didn't love it. I enjoyed it though, but I realize there are others out there who love it more than I do. So Of
3: the I think films I
1: this is my favorite. Yeah. I don't know what y'all just said, but okay. We love you love uh, it anyway. So, I'll talk about a um, couple of TV shows I've been watching. I've been streaming Zoe's Extraordinary playlist on the NBC app. And it's, it's alright. Um, it's, if you don't know the premise, the idea is that this gal, she is like in an X ray or MRI machine during an earthquake. And so suddenly she gains the ability to hear what someone's inner thoughts are through song. So people will just randomly break out into song in front of her. And the funnest part of the show has to be when she is watching somebody else sing their, she calls them heart songs, while other people are in the room. So the episode I just watched, her sister-in-law is singing this song about like how she wants to get laid by social like the brother is like totally oblivious to this right it's because it's his wife and she's like yeah i want you to loosen up my buttons baby and she's like doing all this like sexy dancing and he's just you know the actor's just like sitting there and he's just like you know and she's dancing around and so it's so it's kind of funny in that sense but i don't know sometimes i fast forward through the song numbers because i don't care but Mm. Other times they're fine. I don't it know. Seems it's, like
3: it's glee, but with more
4: rules. I was just gonna say it sounds like glee, because I would fast forward to that right to the <laughs> credits. <laughs> I think
1: I think actually the storylines are kind of interesting sometimes. It's an interesting enough to get me to come back and keep watching it that there's like a lot of different drama with like her and her friends, and she's got a new job at work and she got a promotion over her former co-workers and there's there's different storylines going on, and honestly, I'm kind of surprised at how much they pack into a given episode, along with all the song numbers that they do. But it's, amazing it's also how much you
3: can pack into a script if you remove all of the development.
1: I think it's <laughs> well. It's also that the episodes are like 45 minutes long instead of 23, Oof. so it's a it's an hour long instead of a half hour long show. So I think that that's part of the reason why a, I would know, imagine.
2: Do you like the lead actress in that show?
1: I think she's cool. She seems to be doing a pretty good job. I think the cast actually is pretty charming in general.
2: You know, she should watch her give an amazing performance in this little independent movie called Evil Dead.
4: Oh, snap. Is it Jane Levy?
2: Yeah. Yeah. The moment you you'll say, you'll oh, love you that like movie, Corinne. <laughs>
1: Um, I don't think I will, just based on the title, but what? okay. No. no, it's great. It's about beating
4: heroin. Also, tree yeah. rape. Wait, what? Uh-huh.
5: What's
2: happening? <laughs> <laughs> oh my
1: gosh.
2: Here, yeah, just, just sit back and enjoy this for a second. <laughs>
0: so it's just trying to change and you look creepy.
1: Now it's in the song! <laughs> <laughs>
5: Time to go. Uh, uh, no, oh,
1: gross! Uh, oh, god,
4: that movie's so good.
1: Oh, what the hell?
4: Yeah,
2: that movie's uh, that Brian,
1: movie's great.
2: Re- t- it's an introspective
0: Brian, I movie I about, about heroin right. addiction. Brian, did I tell you when I saw that movie in the theater, um, I, had, I was recovering from a hangover, and so when that scene with the tongue over the knife happened, I ran out of the theater to barf. Oh. <laughs> I just could not handle it. That, was, uh, that movie's great. The movie's yeah. fucking fantastic. Man. I've got it on my shelf. I am going to rewatch it tonight now.
5: The director of yeah. it is apparently... It's, it's, it's seriously Brad, a really scary Brad, movie,
0: and it's
2: awesome. Brad, don't. Right up your alley, Corinne.
1: I I doubt it.
2: I never forced myself on her.
5: Stop. I promised I would set her free just as soon as she gave me a child.
7: (laughs) Now she's gone. But I'm done waiting.
6: Okay. (laughs) I don't put current through that.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Even Brad had a limit. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's so disgusting. (laughs) I mean, you know, the real selling point of the movie seemed to be the part where, like, the lady projectile vomited onto somebody else. Just what I'm missing. You should totally watch
2: Evil Dead, though. It'll change
3: your life.
1: No, thank you.
3: It is actually.
1: I mean, I'm not much of a horror guy, but it's very please.
0: good. Please do. It's yeah. Could, it's one you, of the remakes
2: that is done well.
0: Watch it. It's, it's really good. I'm reading novels
5: right now.
1: Okay.
2: <laughs> ha, ha ha
1: So, uh, in terms of Zoe's extraordinary playlist, it's kind of a harmless show. Check it out if you want. It if you like Glee and other. TV shows that have musical bits in them, it's probably for you. So, Ryan, I know you'll be disappointed in me, but I'm back on the blacklist again.
2: Oh, we're not going to talk
3: about it, are we? That show is still on?
1: It's still on, Henry. Okay, so a couple of weeks ago... How
3: long can the show possibly... (laughs) Who is watching this besides I am,
1: apparently...
3: They can't justify 25 seasons off of one viewer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, watch them Bye try. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> watch it. They got renewed for season eight, so it's going to happen. <laughs> Ryan's like, I'm out. Uh, so, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, I saw that there was some stuff on the internet that basically said that they were going to do a standalone episode, kind of in the vein of an Agatha Christie mystery and so I watched that episode, and it was actually really interesting. It was Red, and he was by himself on this island with a bunch of people that he had done a crime with years back.
7: And so they all, like, reassemble,
1: because they all had, like, different pieces of some kind of ancient treasure, and they were all assembling them again to sell them off to somebody. And oh, what? is Kellen going to say something? Is Kellen going to tell me to stop watching The Blacklist? <laughs> Anyway, um so yeah. if <laughs> uh, oh, say it again?
2: Yeah. Say it again.
1: Um how? Say stop talking about the blacklist. <laughs> hey stop, I don't remember. Say stop talking about the blacklist. Hey, stop talking about the blacklist. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> Too bad, Kellen, I'm gonna do it and Kellen anyway. didn't
2: want to hear it either.
1: <laughs> sure. Um <laughs> anyway that was a nice standalone episode uh i haven't because like i checked out for like four or five episodes and just watched that and it was nice to just have a nice episode alone with red and this like agatha christie tumultuous atmospheric episode where a bunch of people keep getting randomly killed off and he has to like try to solve the mystery and everything um and then i just kind of kept watching because i'm like you know what Yes, I am hate watching it at this point, but you know what? For an hour or hour and a half of my week, I get to hate watch a show I used to love, and I get to forget about all the bullshit happening in the world around me. So it's just like a way to take my headspace away from the current nonsense.
3: And you know, I can, I can respect that, but I'm going to tell you the same thing I told Zach earlier today, and that's there are so many other things that you could watch. Why yeah, would you not, choose that?
1: Not everything, because James Spader is only in so much stuff, Henry. Watch the
3: seventh season of The Office again. (laughs) No,
2: no, Uh, no. He's great in The Office.
1: I didn't like his character in The Office.
3: It's the same character he plays in everything he's in.
1: (laughs) I know, but he does it better in The Blacklist. Anyway, it's been okay since then, but it's whatever. I'm just kind of, like I said, hate watching it at this point. And then the last thing I'll talk about is I got recommended to watch an anime from the nineties that I had never seen before. I'd heard of it. And my friend Jerry got me onto the first episode. Uh, it's called Trigun. If any of you have ever watched it.
6: Oh yeah. The last and donuts.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, I love Vash the Stampede. I, I have officially adopted him as my son to the detriment of the Japanese government. They were very mad at me for that. Um, uh, It's... uh, I I really liked the first half of the series and then kind of as it kept going I kind of became more frustrated with it just because I felt like there were pacing issues and there were character revelations that came way too late and it ended on kind of a weird note. Ah! And... (laughs) Oh, are we gonna watch oh. the whole episode, Brad?
6: <laughs> no, it's to put on the background so people know what you're talking about.
1: Okay. Um yeah, it's it's a great show. I, I love Vash Stampede as a character I do not I l I don't I don't really like Millie and Meryl, but they're okay. They're not as annoying as some as some other female characters of that era. And Wolfwood is pretty cool as well. And they're pretty much, like, the only recurring characters in the whole show. So, it's, yeah, like I said, it's pretty good. I think once I got to, like, maybe episode... There's only 26 episodes, by the way, and it's, like, a half hour of each. So, you can get through it pretty quickly. But it's, uh, yeah, the, like I said, the later it went, the more I was just like, okay, I'm just, this is weird. <laughs> um, and then I watched the spin-off T TV movie, which is Trigun Badlands Rumble or something like that.
6: Yeah, I saw that in a theater.
1: It's, um, it's, it was actually the opposite problem. I felt like it started out really slow, but then by the end I was invested, and I thought the character revelations, one of them was pretty cliche, and I saw it coming a mile away, but I still really liked it. And some of the other little beats that they hit in the latter part of the movie I enjoyed, so... Oh, Bash, he's so awesome. I love his character design, and I think his voice actor does a great job. So, so beautiful. Is lollipop it, Probably. Nope.
3: If you want an my favorite anime of all time to watch, that's One Piece. And if you watch 30 episodes a day <laughs> for the next month and a half, you can get caught up.
1: <laughs> I am definitely not going to watch One Piece. I think I watched a couple episodes back when it first aired on, like, Tsunami or whatever the hell that well, was. Well, that's so. the
3: awful dub. You can't watch the awful dub. You gotta watch the Funimation dub. That's the four kids' dub. You don't watch that dub. You watch the Funimation dub. And then you have to watch okay. up to episode 60. That's when it starts getting better. And then from there, once you get to episode 300, is around when it gets yeah, real 20, good. 20. And so. Um,
1: so I actually have two more recommendations of... Um, animes from that era that I'm going to check out here in the next couple weeks. One of them is Cowboy Bebop. I've never seen it. I know everyone loves it, but for whatever reason, really I've never around to watching it. Real. Yeah, it's a really good um, one. And then the other one, Sherry recommended it to me. I can't remember what it's called. It's like Vision of... Escafone? Of, yeah, yeah, Vision of Escafone. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah,
5: you to you watched the yet?
3: One.
1: No, I haven't watched them yet. Evangelion? I...
3: Yeah. Have you watched I, that one yet?
1: I uh, I saw the first episode of Evangelion, and I was like, this is weird.
3: It yeah, that's weird. fair. That's fair. <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it gets really inaccessible by the end.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so that's all I've been watching.
7: Zach? Um,
0: not a whole lot. Um, I finished up the uh, Jack Benny festival for this round, but don't worry. It's coming back. Cause why the hell not? Oh,
5: thank
0: uh, God. Yeah. <laughs> um, part of it was, I went, I went through one more film um, in the cycle and it was one of the new, uh, somehow I was able to get a DVD delivered to me amidst this nonsense. So cool. Amazon. Thanks for making that an essential item. Uh, but it was called the meanest man in the world. It's from 1943. And uh, it's a 57 minute movie with Jack um, and uh, Eddie Anderson, who played um, Rochester on his show. Um, Problem is the movie is very outdated, has a lot of outdated stuff in it. However, if you're watching it from the perspective of the Jack Benny character, it makes uh, it, it it actually does better than most films that he was acting in outside of the Lubitsch film that he did. Um, It's not, it's not terrible. It's just, it's, it's myth, like it's it's not one I would go back to a bunch. And they use his theme song a lot, so clearly they're just capitalizing on that character that he had on radio. Um, but the things that I loved revisiting, though, were just the TV specials. And Ryan, there's a TV special that he did It was, it was like his first farewell special. He has Isaac Hayes on, and in the middle of one, and, and in the middle, in between both of the songs that Isaac Hayes does they talk about how Jack doesn't have an Oscar. And he says, well, I don't have an Oscar and neither does Cary Grant. And Isaac Hague just looks off screen and just goes, gee, Cary Grant without an Oscar. And just nods <laughs> his head. And it's just, and it's, it's just so funny. Like, it, it was wonderful. Um, uh, but among the movies that I watched, um, after our review for this week, I decided, well, I want to watch more Cary Elwes. So I popped in Robin Hood, Men in Tights. I still love that movie. It's, it's, not, it's yeah. It's not like my favorite Mel Brooks. It's good Mel Brooks. So it's a lot of fun. Um, Richard Lewis as Prince John still makes me laugh my butt off. Um, and uh, um, uh, the, uh, the Malcolm X gag that Dave Chappelle pulls. I, I always forget about it. And then when I see it, I'm like, Oh yeah. Cause he's riffing off of early nineties movies. That's, uh, good on you, Mel. Good on you. Uh,
2: why are you I love it.
1: And by need...
0: the way, I do want to. What?
1: Oh, I was just going to say, if you really need a carry Elway fix, you should watch The Cat Returns.
5: Cat Returns.
1: It's a Studio oh, oh, Ghibli film. Oh the
0: Ghibli, oh, the Ghibli movie. Okay. Yeah,
1: oh. he plays Baron something. He's a cat statue that comes to life, and he's a oh. very good voice actor. Does a good okay. job. Cool.
0: Yeah, I, I I like Elwes a lot. I'll tell you, like when we when we get to our main review, I'll um, maybe dive into it a little bit more. But like, I love how in Robin Hood Men in Tights, he's not only having to do an Errol Flynn and uh, an Errol Flynn tribute and make fun of the Kevin Costner movie Prince of Thieves, but he's also drawing on the Wesley thing that Wesley thing. So it's 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 a pretty brilliant performance he gives in Men in Tights despite it like obviously being what it is as a, a a satire movie of that particular genre visually men in tights is really trying to hit upon the errol flynn movie from 38 um while still hitting the dramatic beats of prince of thieves with kevin costner so which i have not seen that movie in a while so i kind of want to go back to it i can't imagine it's held up at all
2: it's but, i mean it's fun
0: Do you have it on Blu-ray, Brian? Like, have you watched it recently?
2: Uh, Yeah, I do.
0: Okay. All
2: right. Uh, Just remind uh, me about
0: it. Yeah, maybe, well, maybe I'll I'll rent it on Amazon this week. It's one of those, like, I really was curious after rewatching Men in Tights. Um, But yeah, and then the last thing that I saw this week was, um, so, uh, uh, Jack Hanley, a friend of mine, recommended um, a movie called Les Miserables from last year. Uh, which was one of the other Oscar nominees for foreign language film. So I uh, gave it a chance. It's on Amazon prime now because it's an Amazon, Amazon, studios acquisition. And is it based on the
1: Victor Hugo book?
0: So, okay, here's the thing. It's not, but it's drawing a lot on the ideas of Victor Hugo's book to tell its own story about, so it starts off with the uh, Henry if I'm wrong correct me I think it's the 2018 fifa uh match um and uh the basically the the match was perceived in France as a uh a, a coming together moment for people of different classes and different races in France and then it cuts to a little bit later and then it's essentially about this young man who's new to the force of the crime watch unit in france and they it's basically like he's he's taken through the course of a single day as a cop in france kind of like training day and what it ends up becoming is a film about class struggle and the poverty line division in that particular area in france um ryan i think you'd like this movie a lot it's kind of like training day but french but it's it's pretty much an action movie from France, like a, a cop, action cop drama.
6: Um, Brian and, historically likes the French. No,
0: <laughs> but, but you know, well, actually, you know, you would, you, I don't know how much more you, how much uh, French you can still like pick up on, but you might be able to get through the majority of the film, I would assume. Um, but it operates literally like I was trying to describe it to somebody. It's like really? it's it's as if Training Day was made by Stick Lee. Is the best way I could describe it. And I don't even think that does it justice because it's tapping into a whole lot more. Um, the final 15 minutes of this movie is visually unsettling and amazing at the same time. Uh, so I would definitely recommend it. It's on time. So it's not like you're you know being uh, uh, asked to spend a bunch of money to watch a film out of nowhere. Um, and it I mean between this and Parasite like I love Parasite but I would have also seen this winning and then Parasite just winning Best Picture so um, it's it's pretty (laughs) hello I can't I can't see who's talking
3: that was me I said nope very loudly
0: I, I love I love Parasite I'm just saying I could have seen this winning the foreign language film and Parasite still taking Best Picture
3: I'll repeat nope um, If anything was going to win Best Foreign Film and not be Parasite, it was going to be Pain and Glory. Uh, maybe okay. Corpus Christi. This was maybe the... That's not, not true. Honeyland, or whatever the fuck that film was called, was the worst fucking one. Uh, thank you, Corinne. Cheers. Um, but, um, <laughs> but Les Miserables was probably my second least favorite of the nominees for Best Foreign Film this year.
0: So I can't, Did you? I, I can't remember what you messaged me last night. Did you like the movie, or...?
3: It's good. It's just yeah. like I think you're building it up way too high. Oh, I um, I,
0: I really dug it. So, but again, I'm not I'm not foreign language film inclined like you are. So I, I'm clearly I'm I still a little that.
3: pissed. The French was like, "Let's do this film instead of Portrait of a Lady on Fire." Ridiculous. Oh, uh, yeah
0: that that one ridiculous. i still got ridiculous. I still haven't seen it.
3: So so I'm Hulu for free. Watch it on Hulu for free. <laughs> oh, it's on Hulu. Hmm.
1: So maybe, Henry, that speaks more to the quality of the foreign films that were up for the Academy Award this year, and not necessarily that a Rob* is a bad movie. No, I'm not saying
3: it's a bad movie. I'm just saying Zach is building it up too high. Because I gave it, like, four out of five stars. I just think okay. it's not a five out of five stars. Well, and to saying that it's better than fucking Parasite is ridiculous. I'm just saying... Get that bullshit go- out goddamn ass.
0: There, there's a world where if they were going to split that up and still give Parasite best regular best picture of the year, they could give foreign language to Les Miserables. Like it, I liked it a lot. That's fair. That's Maybe fine.
1: you have to watch the other ones in that category then, Zach. Yeah.
0: Go, watch, yep.
3: go watch Pain and Glory.
0: Yep. Yeah. And uh, Corpus Christi. Well, no, Corpus Christi wasn't nominated, was a nominated, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. Oh, it was? Okay. The yeah. five nominees Corpus, were
3: Corpus Christi, Parasite, Les Miserables. Honeyland and Pangory.
0: Yeah, no. Corpus Christi's the one that I saw the premise of it and I got interested, but I just haven't gotten to it. So that the might Angel be had...
3: my third favorite of the five. So
0: is that, the, is that another Kino one? Because I was looking
3: at Bacro just. It's, I think it's on Kino. It's. It's on one of them like that. I'm pretty sure. Okay. So
0: yeah, but yeah. So but no. It just. It. I will say about Hale Mazurab. Like, is just It. Uh, it's not the first film but it's their first narrative film like the first feature film. Yeah. Yeah, it's like shit, I'm impressed. Like there's a lot of cool stuff that's pulled off in that. Um, I think if anything, the only thing that might have been a little like okay for me was the drone bit, but I like it how it plays into the story. I just Yeah. I just there's, wish it wasn't really a visually connecting tool.
3: But. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of a plot because the, like the film has like, a lot of plot lines going on at the same time. Yeah. Uh, and the drone one just kind of doesn't go very like I get it's kind of like the inciting incident of the film but, yeah. the, but it feels more of like it. besides like they needed something to, to start the film it doesn't serve really anything beyond that Yeah it doesn't really go anywhere after it incites the incident it doesn't really go anywhere after
0: Right. Uh, well, I mean, like, thematically, I like what it does. It's just visually, I thought it kind of broke the symmetry of the film a little bit. No, more. I can agree with that, too. Um,
3: yeah. I would recommend, because the other film he's made is a short version of this film. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, I, and he, he, like, won some award for that. I can't remember what it was. He won some of your award for that short film, and that's how he got funding for this film. Uh, okay. So, I would definitely check that one out.
4: Is there yeah. going to be a gamble a- cut it- of Les Miserables?
3: Uh, no, it safe. already exists. It's called Les Rob.
0: Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no I I mean but I again like that I'll tell you that that last 15 minutes like from a No from it's a, the best build, part of the film. A, yeah it's it's it it satisfies that entire journey. Also, you know also almost feeding somebody to a lion in a movie is something I don't see anymore. I mean, unless you count Tiger King, which I don't even think that technically counts. So. Well, again, like that
3: whole scene just kind of comes out of nowhere, though. Yeah, like, well, it, doesn't, it doesn't really tie to the rest of the film very well, I don't think. Yeah, again, so it's, it's, it's a still, whole bunch of like kind of like like vignette kind of scenes thrown together when you already had a pretty good film with French Training Day, and then yeah. you're like, let's do a fucking Tiger in. And It's yeah. like, how about fucking let's let's not.
0: The, the only, the, the biggest part that it distracts from is the fact of like, we're trying to incorporate all the factions that are incorporated in this neighborhood. And sometimes when you're especially doing an hour, 40, 40, 44 minute movie, you don't always have the time to do that and do it justice. Yeah. Like in a sense, if you wanted to add that plot and make it more substantial, maybe do it as a mini series. However, that being said, it's still it still makes it's still fine. Like it's still like it's No, it's,
3: yeah, and and like I think like, yeah, I think the entire film is just fine. And that's like, yeah. that's what I'm saying. It's like it's good. It's just like Parasite I can recommend to Ryan. This film I cannot recommend to Ryan. And so
0: I don't know. I think he might get a kick or not get a kick out of it. I think he'd enjoy watching it. I don't know what he'd think of the ending, but uh,
3: really? I think but I yeah. mean, the ending would be the thing he enjoys the most of it.
0: Hmm. Okay.
3: But anyway. Okay.
0: But anyway, I really liked it. It was pretty damn cool. I plan on rewatching it. Um, And that's all I watched this week, guys.
2: Fuck, are we done with the French shit. Jesus fucking Christ!
0: Ryan, by the way, Zutalors. Earlier, the connection broke, and I was reading from this book. Am I in trouble? Burn it. Okay. No, no. If you burn burn it, it, it's
2: not going anywhere.
0: I'm not gonna. I'm gonna keep reading from it.
4: To Barakta.
6: Cut him off. Cut him off. (laughs) James, cut him off. (laughs) Already (laughs) done.
2: Brad, what'd you watch this week?
6: Oh, shit. Um, yeah, I. Uh, uh, Zach said Jack Benny, so I started playing video games.
5: Uh,
6: <laughs> so, God, what did I watch this week? <laughs> what do you think? Oh, yeah, I, I rewatched um, uh, Inside Out and Brave. Uh, yeah, so Brave I haven't seen since the theater, and um, it, it still feels like a. Uh, hold on, this part's really hard. Uh, yeah so uh, brave um, uh, still feels like a movie that doesn't is not sure what it wants to say other than you know <laughs> be independent and follow your own path. Um, so job. I, I feel like it's a little unfortunate that uh, I feel like, like the only thing that people really took away from that is that hey, here's a Disney princess with red hair and she's fiery. Um, that's what I only see, see people remembering from it, um, but there, there's a there's a deeper story about the mother and the daughter, which I've completely forgotten, um, and how they kind of butt heads and you know find common ground, um, with the family. And then, uh, yeah, Inside Out was good. I hadn't seen that since the theater, and um, you know, it's it's kind of a really, actually a really dark movie about your your feelings and how to deal with them uh, for kids. So, um, I, I'm not sure the kids understood everything that was going on in that movie. It's interesting. Um, and yeah, then uh, the last thing I watched was Superman 2 and I was like, man, I really wish I could watch the Richard Donner cut, uh, but I don't have it. And then I went to get good uh, Superman 2 out of my anthology set and under it is the Donner Cut. So, uh... Yeah, uh... The Donner Cut <laughs> of Superman 2. So Everyone's just watching the game now.
5: <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I haven't heard what to Part of it a is that your
0: audio's saying. cutting in and out of the game. So oh, I can't.
6: Why yeah. did you say something earlier?
0: Because oh, I, I, because I wanted to keep you going on this thread. That's my revenge no. for you ignoring me. <laughs>
4: No, you actually you actually sound okay to me. It's a little bit loud, but yeah, no, I, I really just give more shits about the video game than I do about you. Yeah.
6: Uh, anyway, Superman 2...
4: uh <laughs> still
5: playing it.
6: Alright, I, I saved April. Good job. Uh, what's
3: that? I said good job. Oh, thanks. I like how we're almost 500 episodes in and we just now got a soundboard. <laughs> I'm enjoying it's, this. I think it's pretty awesome.
4: It took me about you know twenty or thirty seconds to figure out whether or not that was a YouTube video of somebody playing Turtles, <laughs> or that was actually you playing it. Did we lose Mister Ryan? Uh maybe. Or back. Who knows?
6: Yeah, it looks like he's frozen. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Superman 2, uh, The Donner cut uh, I hadn't seen before. It was... I expected. it I heard there was a lot of uh, like storyboards filling in, but no, it was really just a full on. Like they went back to the original film reels, and they have a documentary about uh, you know the editor and Richard Donner working together to uh, reassemble everything from scratch, and like redo the sound design, and um, like they worked hard to make the special effects as bad as they would be in the early '80s to match. And uh, the the tone of the film is a lot less silly, obviously, than Richard Lester's. Um, But some you know it wasn't until I was done that I really thought about like what was different and. The whole Paris opening is gone. Um, the uh, cellophane s shield that he throws uh, doesn't happen because uh, oh that's stupid. Yeah. Um, but the yeah. the the stupid thing that I thought that was dumb that they left in is that because uh, uh, you know in the, the original cut he kisses Lois Lane and you know it's like a memory wipe erase thing. Um, so they cut that out of this movie and. You think that, okay, well, the the movie's going to end with her just knowing his identity, right? And she has to keep it a secret. But then they go ahead and just have him re-spin around the Earth and reverse it and go back in time and then set it in motion again so it starts right back where the movie started from, which is them just uh, doing their jobs at the Daily Planet. And then, you know, the big emotional core of the movie is, uh, you know, Superman has to talk to Jor-El and get permission to make this choice to get his powers taken away. And Jor-El says, you know, no, this can't be undone. So, you know, try to think about more than just your selfish, you know, ambitions here. And of course that goes awry when the Kryptonians show up and he, you know, Jor-El says, okay, well, I can give you your powers back, but, you know, you'll lose me forever. Um, And so obviously Cal agrees to that but you know he's sad that Gerald's gone but doesn't the fact that him spinning around and starting the movie where it started mean that none of that, that ever happened so his dad is his, his his virtual dad is still around so I thought that was kind of like what after all the strides you made to correct the Richard Lester version and make it less silly and then you give it like the dumbest ending <laughs> So, and then there's a part of the documentary where they talk about, like, choosing the ending, (laughs) and that wasn't part of the, like, yeah. They're like, should we leave the kiss in? And then they're like, no, we should do the the circling around the earth, because it makes more sense, and it honors the original one. I'm like, so this is, you're treating this like this is a part two of the movie, and then you just gave both movies the same ending. Like, you recycled footage from the first one (laughs) to make the second one. Uh, So I was like, oh, man, kind of a lame ending but i whatever. think what we should
3: do for uh the pod show is every single episode we should end with superman spinning around the <laughs> earth uh, and just recycle <laughs> that for every single episode so. like
6: yeah it just sets the precedent of like any superman movie in the donner timeline i guess uh just you could just resolve it by having Superman uh, spin around the earth and then the villains are gone and you know although too the kryptonians are released in the phantom zone by a rocket that in the first movie, Superman is diverting into the atmosphere. And so if he reverses the Earth like the first movie, then the rocket should... Like, he didn't go far back enough, so he should still be shooting the rocket off into the Phantom Zone. So they're still going to come back. So,
2: anyway.
4: Job is never done.
2: Yeah. Um, okay. Uh I don't watch too much this week. I, I rewatched Rogue One um because Kellen wanted to watch it and it's a fun movie. Um I really like the character of Jin Erso, Um and I like Star Wars, so there you go. It's a fun movie. Was um,
0: was Kellen's favorite character or synchronic
4: You mean the guy in the white shirt? No. Um
2: Mandelson. <laughs> so
5: <laughs> Oh shoot.
2: Uh, uh, he keeps on – because I told him Darth Vader was in uh, the movie, so he uh, mm-hmm. got really excited. And so, oh. yeah, that movie is awesome. Uh, I finished watching every Resident Evil in order, uh, and that was uh, – yep. Orchard. So the fourth one is kind <laughs> of fun. I mean it doesn't make very much sense. Mm-hmm. And, and the, uh, the fifth one is just all over the place. I don't know why they're in Russia.
3: Because so, that's what the funding is yeah i guess
2: <laughs> and, <laughs> and the uh the second or the the last one it's edited so quickly every shot it it's all over the place and really notice it the first couple times i watched it for for some reason i really noticed it these this last time hmm. it's it'd be like a shot of uh alice's face and then it would cut about 20 times in 10 seconds. And I'm going, why is it cutting so much? It was crazy. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's still fun and it's still stupid. Um, She's about to be killed by this horde of zombies. It's thousands of them. And she throws uh, the cure on the ground. As soon as it goes airborne, the zombies just fall over like a wave of zombies. It doesn't make any sense at all. Um, I, uh, I finally got into this criterion. I got a little bit ago called I married a witch. Dead dead. Yeah, Veronica Lake. And um it's in it it's uh yeah, Veronica Lake, she's yeah. awesome, and she plays a witch.
1: Song, when you played it, it
2: the flooding. Yep. And uh so she in it she gets uh killed with her witch father in sixteen seventeen and they get resurrected in present day nineteen thirty six. And uh so she uh Frederick Marx is playing this descendant from the guys who killed him and she ends up accidentally drinking this love potion that she meant for him and she falls in love with him and he ends up marrying her, hence the title, I Married a Witch. Um, it's kind mm-hmm. of a precursor to uh, Bewitched. Uh, and there's a great uh, Mel Brooks-style joke in it at the uh, beginning where they're about to be uh it cuts to this dude and he goes, Get your popcorn here. Get your popcorn. I go, All right. I guess that's uh happening. Um all right, Resident Evil remake playthrough.
7: Uh um, game, sorry. <laughs> and the last
2: thing I watched was I changed uh Kate Is Enough uh Yeah. Yeah uh list to uh to Kate Watch, which, which is a movie called Truth, which deals with Uh, the true story of a producer from 60 Minutes and Dan Rather uh, trying to expose George W. Bush's uh, military record, and the information they get could be false, and it chronicles Dan Rather's, and she plays Mary Mapes, uh, and eventual termination from uh, 60 Minutes, and, I mean, Dan Rather didn't come back, I don't think, for... 11 years and to host his own show on uh access tv and i mean uh the movie is okay uh she's really great in it uh uh, that's one with robert Robert redford's great as dan rather thank you and uh but overall it's an okay movie i think it's because the scandal to me isn't that big of a deal mm-hmm. about oh he's a president now and he didn't meet the physical requirements as a pilot and you go okay
0: it, I think <laughs> uh, is it how how was the direction with it in terms of what you could see because it's James Vanderbilt doing it and it's the guy who wrote Zodiac I still haven't seen this movie so, so yeah so
2: he's it's his first film he's directed yeah. he also wrote it um, he does this really interesting thing that. Um, the movie starts off really colorful and, uh, you know, they're so sure about the story they have. And then I, I noticed that when the story starts feeling that their sources don't work out, he starts, mm-hmm. uh, putting Kate Blanchett in the center of the frame and then he, he'll have two characters standing on opposite sides of her and blocking her. So she feels her, I guess it's her world. is starting to close in on her. Oh, uh, it's okay. a really fascinating, uh, direction uh but then it it kind of overplays some things when she finds out she gets fired it goes in this really weird slow-mo and again you just don't really care that much because i i mean maybe it's because of who we have in office right now this scandal you're like oh
4: (laughs) i was just gonna say i was like it sounds so nice to live in a world where like criticism (laughs) of the president is restricted to like moderate inaccuracies in military records like uh,
2: exactly. he was still he was still in the military, he just got special treatment and you go okay. It, well
0: yeah. it came out it came out in 2015 I think,
3: right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Right. Not, so not we expected. still didn't quite it know. Was the,
0: it was a naive time, guys. We're like,
3: it's the end of the world. <laughs> yeah. He didn't pass the pilot's exam. <laughs> yeah. It,
0: it was a naive time, guys. We had movies yeah. like Truth and Force Awakens where nobody really questioned anything. So he's... <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Well, that's cool. I want to watch. When you watch
2: now, a right? movie like The Post, where the stakes are a lot bigger,
5: yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah. I mean, it's 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 a it's a good movie. It's just in this world of all presidents, men and the post, you go, oh, okay.
3: And also, like, it came out the same year as Carol, which is oh, yeah. like another Cape Blanchett film, which has a much more heavy performance in it. And it yeah, and that's so. not fair. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, and and Carol is an amazing film. If oh, you haven't yeah. seen Carol, you should watch Carol. And that movie is – I think Carol is one of the most beautifully shot, like, low-budget movies I've ever seen. Um, But, yeah, it's really well done. And, uh, yeah, that's all I watched this week. Um,
1: Real quick. Did you ever talk about The Man from Snowy River? I was going to say, before we get into the – what's uh, up? Did did you ever talk about watching The Man from Snowy River on the podcast? Because I know you had messaged me about Um, it. I don't don't think you ever talked about it. I don't
2: think I have. No.
1: So I let yeah. my movie um, The Man's so yeah, yeah, World. Me...
2: And yeah, it's it's a good movie. Um, I, I, I need my westerns with a little more killing in them. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's fun. The the um, the horse stuff, wrangling and stuff is pretty fun in it. And uh, Corinne recommended Kellen watching it with me. And Kellen watched it for, like, five minutes, and he's like, fuck this movie, and he bounced. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh,
1: understand. You, I forget what it was, but you, like, posted something else on Facebook that was, like, a really boring movie. And I'm like, how is it he can sit through that, but he can't sit through The Man from Snowy River?
2: I don't watch boring movies.
1: Bullshit.
2: <laughs> I watch. I'm
1: going to figure out what it was, because it was something, like, I just... Kellen has terrible taste in movies. Apparently,
2: uh, false. He loves Indiana Jones. Um,
1: okay, he has fine taste in movies.
2: That's right. I mean, you're the one who put Fiddler Roof in your movie madness. I mean, this—that's just because remember that. I
1: own it, Ryan. Jeez. Yeah.
2: but you—you you, you didn't own any other like classic movies.
1: No, I, mean, I do. I just—I was trying to find like different genres, different, and it got its ass kicked
2: of... because everyone's like, "This movie sucks."
1: Yeah, it was a four seed for a <laughs> reason, dumbass.
2: Whoa, dumbass,
3: easy Let's let's be careful. He is the host.
2: Thank you, Henry. Bonus points for Henry.
4: So there's like... I got you, boss. I
2: got you. Thank you. There's like
4: 15 minutes at the end of Gremlins where the Gremlins got a chainsaw (laughs) and is trying to attack the the good guy, but the good guy's got a wooden baseball bat, and it takes 15 minutes for that goddamn chainsaw to get through that baseball bat. (laughs) It's ridiculous. Unwatchable. Holy shit. (laughs) <laughs>
1: Fiddler on the Roof's a great movie, Ryan. But, it was uh, just it was just up against like the number one overall number one seed in the tournament, basically. Uh,
2: yeah. Fiddler on the Roof, um, great movie? No. Um, good movie? Sure.
3: Films about Fiddlers, it's in the top
0: five. <laughs> Corinne, the only boring movie Ryan's watched is any one that I've made. So technically you're right, but also Ryan, I'm sorry. So. <laughs>
2: it's okay. Um but uh, yeah, no, the Man from Snowy River is actually a pretty fun um, family film. You know, it's yeah, it's
0: long though.
2: <laughs> the Man from Snowy no, River? No, it's not. No, it's not. I no, like oh, it. think
0: you were talking about Fiddle on the Roof.
2: I'm sorry. Oh, Fiddle on the yeah, Roof is, really is god awful. It's like three <laughs> hours long.
3: How long can he fiddle on that fucking roof? Let's film. <laughs>
2: The only movies that deserve to be three hours long are Mel Gibson's *The Patriot*, Mel Gibson's *Braveheart*, um, <laughs> *The Lord of the Rings*, and *The Hobbit* movies. And Mel Gibson's <laughs> *The,
5: of the Lord of the Rings*. <laughs>
2: and uh, uh, *Avengers: Avengers Endgame.
6: Endgame*. Yeah, there you go.
2: Uh, you know, actually, I did watch *Avengers: Infinity War*, and I realize I'll never be as smart as the writers for that because there's a moment in it when Thor is talking to the Guardians of the Galaxy, and they say that sounds like a made-up word, and Thor says all words are made up. And I go, they are all made up. Yeah. That's that's when I know I'm never going to be that smart. Yeah. Uh-oh, Kellen's playing creepy Great. music. Uh, anyways, before we get into The Princess Bride, Corinne has a Catching the Classics, evidently.
1: Yeah, sorry, I forgot to talk about it when we were doing our What We've Been Watching earlier. So here is the most recent iteration of Catching the Classics. Hey nerds, Corinne here for part 34 of Catching the Classics, where I watch famous and popular movies I've never seen before and send in my review. And I know last time I said I'd let you guys pick as to whether I would watch Zodiac or Inglorious Bastards, um, and <laughs> because the way it was put on the website, or I mean on the Facebook page, uh, it was kind of hard to keep track of how many votes for which movie, so I had to go back and double check that. but. Anyway, I didn't feel like watching, like, either a three-hour-long historical revisionist action movie or a probably two- or three-hour-long whatever Zodiac is, crime, drama. Um, So I ended up watching the 90-minute Clue. Yeah, I watched Clue this week because I'd never seen it. And uh, I'd heard good things, and it was a... It was really good. I liked it a lot, and it it, it felt like a combination of um, the ghost of Mr. Chicken meets And Then There Were None, which is a really strange combination, but it kind of worked somehow. That it, you know, was both, like, a little sinister and dramatic and tense and also a little bit, like, silly. Actually, a lot silly. It was very silly sometimes, but, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I liked all the different alternate endings. Um, One I like more than the other just because I feel like it kind of makes a little bit more sense. And I don't want to say which one it is just in case somebody hasn't seen it. But, um, yeah, it was just it was a very clever movie, very well written. So that different plot points that happen could be explained different ways later at the end when they have the alternate ending, so it's like, oh, like that's how so and so may have known about this or oh that explains why that never happened or whatever. But yeah, they leave it flexible or open ended so that it could go with any of the alternate endings. But um yeah. It was really good. Funny. There were a couple of moments I laughed out loud and There were a couple, like there when they're searching the house, I I was kind of getting a little tense and I was like, all right, because I've never seen it. So (laughs) I'm like, "Eh, is somebody going to jump out right now? I mean, the killer's probably one of them, but maybe there is another random person running around in the house that I don't know about. But anyway, it was a lot of fun. Glad I got to watch it. And Tim Curry and everyone did a great job. So props to Clue. I was tempted to give it five stars because there isn't anything about it that I don't like, but I don't think it's like as high of quality as my five star movies. So I'm gonna give it like four or four and a half just because even though I think it's a very well rounded movie, as in like there isn't anything super obvious to it that's bad, I just think it doesn't have as high of a ceiling as something like unforgiven or the Truman show does. If that makes sense. So Yeah. Clue. This is a good movie. <laughs> go check it out. It's on Amazon Prime if you have that. Um so I might get around to watching either Inglorious Bastards or Zodiac, depending on which one actually ended up getting more well, I guess they didn't get votes, technically. They got comments, so I have to go back and count all the comments make sure there weren't duplicates or anything but um don't be surprised if i call another audible and just pick another random movie that pops up on my list so yeah well hope you all had fun nerds and i'll talk to you again soon bye so i watched clue everyone i want you all to know that oh
5: good
4: you got it so good
1: Because I know I threw up the poll or whatever and it wasn't like really a poll. So it was kind of hard to keep track of whether Zodiac or Inglorious Bastards won. So I was just like, whatever, I'm going to watch like a 90 minute romp instead of whatever either of those films are.
2: (laughs) One's three hours, one's like two hours and 40 minutes. Yep.
0: (laughs) I think, Corinne, technically you made the right decision.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is a good movie. I really liked it. Yeah, Clue's
0: great.
2: Yeah, Clue's great. It's really zany. Yep. Yes,
1: very zany.
0: Curry. Should have gotten an Oscar for that movie. My heart yes.
3: is. <laughs> James rebuttal.
4: James is really angry. Um,
3: no, no, wow. No, 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 my, my,
4: my reaction was something along the lines of who who gives a fuck? Like uh, <laughs> now I gotta it's go Tim look Cur- up. It's Tim Curry. He's a he's a treasure. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, uh, he like he's a tra- he no, no, we don't even need to have this conversation. No, no, no. You know what?
3: He, he's such yeah. a treasure that we're still talking about him despite not having an Oscar. And so That
4: <laughs> is true. Yes.
0: It is true. Lest we yeah. forget the Oscars don't mean a fucking thing.
3: <laughs> yeah.
4: He deserves an Oscar for his performance <laughs> in Disney's The Three Musketeers, where he beautifully chews scenery. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: Nigel, you know Perry. Rod Stewart deserved an Oscar for Best Performance of a Song with Brian Adams and Sting is really oh, the travesty for that movie.
4: Oh my god, that song is so good! I, I, actually, actually, in all seriousness, I think you're right on that one. Like, I, I, I'm his, totally right on that like, one. <laughs> that that is like top fifty best songs written for movies ever. Like, you want to hear a, a Rod higher. Stewart
2: a fun fact about that? Originally, it was supposed to be I think <laughs> Bruce Springsteen, and he backed out, and they called. Rod Stewart and he flew out that day learned the song on the plane and then did his part
4: (sighs) to have and to hold
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, Brad's not going to share screen that what the fuck (laughs) 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 don't encourage him Ryan he'll just make
1: us watch Turtles again
2: that was the
4: only song that could get Stevie Winwood (laughs) out of my head
6: I was resetting my <laughs> NES, sorry. What was going on? Uh, uh. I, I had to blow on the cartridge.
2: <laughs> Anyways, uh, because of the shitty coronavirus, we are going to go back in time all the way to 1987, where Fred Savage was still a kid, and Peter Falk was still alive. And we're going to talk about uh, um, one of the uh, most beloved films of all time. And... Again, Corinne did uh, a really cool thing, got people really engaged in her movie Madness. And Princess Bride, I believe, upset the Dark Knight pretty handedly in the, uh, yes, (laughs) um, the the greatest, uh, and the winner of Movie Madness. Uh, The sound, James? Yeah, James, you have to unmute yourself.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe he shouldn't unmute himself, or otherwise we'll get. Oh, wait, there's Rock Stewart.
2: There's Rod Stewart. He's right there. He's wearing a like a really oh,
6: you gotta French share the audio.
2: <laughs> Look at that, eighty-six million views.
1: Yeah. Once wow. it came down to the Dark Knight versus the Princess Bride, I'm honestly surprised the Princess Bride won because the Dark Knight had such momentum going through the rest of the tournament.
5: Yeah.
1: But I'm glad the Princess Bride won because. Yeah. yeah!
2: I do know all the Rod Stewart parts very well.
5: (laughs) Unmute
2: yourself, James. (laughs) Cool sunglasses.
6: Right. Keep it under 30 seconds. Remember that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I mean, it'll be silly to say if you should go see The Princess Bride because everybody hopefully has seen it. Um, Mm. And, I mean, reviewing it, I think it's kind of weird, too. So I guess we could just talk about why we love this film um, and watch. Uh, <laughs> did it just say Wallace Shawn movie down there? Because <laughs> it is a Wallace
0: Shawn movie.
2: <laughs> it's
0: his movie.
6: You gotta Perceivable. Ta- you got to tag your YouTube videos <laughs> with the, the most sought after tags. <laughs>
0: Every, all the kids are googling Wallace John Zane. Guys, this isn't even a contest. But it's over even who's great. Most popular it's, actor. It's the
2: official trailer. So someone has actually, you know, put that as part of the heading for the official. Are we on Wallace Shawn's YouTube page? <laughs> yes. it's, it's this and Marriage Story. Love it. Just tell
7: me how to play the trailer.
2: Go ahead, play it.
7: In 1972, Academy the Award music? wrote The Princess Bride. It took 15 years before director Rob Reiner brought it to the screen. Now critics and audiences agree it was worth the wait. Joel Siegel says The Princess Bride is thrilling, exciting, no, very sweet, absolute magic, don't miss it. People Magazine calls it an instant classic, the good time movie of the year. Just the right mix of hilarity and heartbreak. The entire cast is superb, but the funniest is Billy Crystal.
5: I'm Bill not listening.
7: Harris says The Princess Bride is one of the best movies of the year, an absolute gem. One of the funniest and most charming comedies I've seen in a long time, says Roger Ebert. And Siskel and Ebert give it two big thumbs up.
5: Bye-bye, oh, found like
7: The Princess Bride, rated PG. Now playing at theaters everywhere at the end. My of the Wesley credits. will always
2: come. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a great movie. You know, when you watch it, it's one of those movies you can watch and you just really enjoy as you watch it. Um, yeah, it's 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 beloved, and I love seeing that it continued to be beloved even in, um, in our fans' eyes as well.
3: Speaking I'm, of being beloved... Fun fact, when we did the film Explosion for 1987, guess whose number seven this was? Zax. Yep.
2: I'm pretty <laughs> sure I didn't even put it on my
3: list, guys. I remember it was number seven, but I was like, hey, this seems to be a trend. So <laughs> if I go
0: back to 1987's episode right now, I'm going to hear me say number seven, The Princess Bride?
3: Probably, if I remember correctly, yeah. Because
0: so. I didn't put it I'm... on my list, because I was about to ask, guys, I didn't grow up with this movie, so every time I've watched it, it's been like on and off. Did you guys all grow up with this movie, and I'm just the outlier? Of
5: course.
2: Yeah. Okay. Wait, Zach, do you not like The Princess Bride?
0: No, I love The Princess Bride, but I didn't grow up with it, so I don't watch it as much as other people, which is also why, Henry, it's not on my 87 list, Um, but I know it was on all your guys' lists when we did that episode.
2: Yeah, because we have good taste in movies.
4: Yeah, and our parents love us, and so we watched okay. it. As- <laughs> no, okay, well, I, I, I remember, asked this
0: sincere question of, like, did everybody... Am I just the only one that didn't grow up with this movie? Though?
2: Yes. Um, I guess, yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember watching it on VHS at my grandma's, at my aunt's. Mm. Um, everybody watched it. And, it, yeah. I mean, I, I've always loved the Dread Pirate Roberts played by, you know, Carrie Elwes. And,
3: mm.
2: uh, and it's just... Uh, uh, everything in that movie—I I mean, it—it's one of those movies. I think it's almost two hours long, but it moves really quickly, and you never really get—you don't really check the time because you're just having fun watching it.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: No, I—I yeah. I, I had fun going back to it, and I—I don't—I guess I don't watch Rob Reiner movies that much either because he's, oh, he's brilliant, he's
5: great.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I think I've probably watched a few go- a few a few good men more than I've watched this movie, mm-hmm. but it's um. He he's very good at balancing that humor and that epic storytelling like that. Uh, Corinne, Corinne, and I were talking about it earlier in the week, but just it it encapsulates everything that a good movie should have. So there's a good fair amount of good drama in there, action, comedy, and romance. too many
2: kissing parts, though.
0: Hey hey, I don't mind the kissing stuff that much these <laughs> days. Yeah.
2: No, I, you know as you get older uh, and you appreciate films on a different level uh Now when I watch it, and at the very end, when his he says, "Grandpa, can you come back and read the story to me again tomorrow?" and he says, "As you wish," I fucking cry every time. Dude. Yeah, oh, dude,
0: I got I so got a tear up when I rewatched it on Friday. Um, you know, yeah, and I I need to start rewatching some Billy Crystal movies because I forgot how funny Miracle Max is. Oh yeah, I fucking love that character. That was it <laughs> all.
4: That was like definite No, I was just gonna say, like, that was one of those things that we quoted the most in my family mm. growing up. You know, like it was just one of those staple you would just hear Miracle Max quotes all the time, you know? Like it was just great.
2: You know, and uh Andre the Giant is a genius in this film. Uh his yeah. his delivery when uh Wesley is coming to get Buttercup and he, you know, misses him with the rock and he's he's like I missed you it on Didn't have but, to
1: miss, yeah.
2: yeah. Uh if it's not very sportsmanlike, And it's just, it, he just, because growing up, I knew Andre the Giant as, you know, the wrestler who was a bad guy. And so when you see him in this vein where he's just kind of the silly, fun-loving big guy is, is amazing to watch.
0: No, he's, yeah. he's fantastic in it. Henry, Henry, are you reviewing the episode? Because <laughs> I was just about to do it.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm listening to the episode right now. <laughs> yeah i was just, I was just trying doing, to i'll, I'll get back to you when i can Yeah,
0: I, now because granted it has been three years i don't remember but i distinctly remember not even having it on my list and um either james or brad introducing it
4: i don't know i th- I think a few years ago you you hadn't learned that lesson yet so i think you tended to put the best film of the year somewhere around number seven i mean i think that sounds <laughs> it, it makes sense to me
0: well it's also that that like i said it's not a film i grew up with um but um, when I was saying earlier that Elwes was tapping into some of his Wesley stuff into Robin Hood Men in Tights, like, it's just like, it, it, in Robin Hood Men in Tights, he ups the ante on the charm factor. Just this, his performance as Wesley, it's like, how do you not fall? How I defy anybody to watch him in that movie and not fall in love with him the moment he says, as you wish for the first time to Buttercup. Yeah, Because that's like the dreamiest look that one could give. So it, it's just, it's fantastic.
1: Yeah, it's Wesley is kind of like smart Alec, but also charming in a way. And that's Baby. like, oh, you know, when yeah. he, like he, he's charming when he wants to be, but he's also just kind of like a sarcastic little shit sometimes. Like whenever yeah. Humperdinck, you know, catches them at the edge of the fire swamp, and he's just like, Dead first. Oh, You surrender to me? Very well, I accept, you know? Oh,
0: dude. Chris Sarandon. Chris Sarandon is Humperdinck. It's great. He's fantastic. He's I think amazing. he's really
1: underrated in this movie.
0: Yeah. Oh, dude, like, his arrogance is astounding and I love it. I, I was just laughing my ass off every time he said anything. Um, the scenes where they're I would not
1: say such things if I were you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the scenes where they're intercutting between what's happening to Buttercup and, we- uh, Buttercup and Wesley and him tracking them. Like it's some wonderful stuff. Um, uh, uh, the, the powder, he's just like, I, I'd smell it anywhere. <laughs> like, just, he's, uh, he's wonderful.
1: You know, Unless I'm, I'm wrong, and I am never wrong. <laughs> they're headed straight <laughs> into the fire swamp. You
2: know, I, I'm a, I, I've am said this many times, I'm a big fan of throwaway lines that are really funny. And this isn't even really a funny line, but um, when Wesley introduces the Iocane powder, and he says, it'll kill you right away, and he says, they're both poisoned. I developed a, you know, a intolerance to it or whatever yeah. i just love that little bit of play there um yeah i love that movie
4: it's like it's something absurd that goes by so fast so you don't exactly. realize that was funny until you think exactly. about it the next time you're like wait a second what did he say <laughs> yeah he played him for, for whatever fall.
1: for whatever reason i watched like i found that clip on youtube and i was reading the comments and a bunch of people were pointing out like oh yeah like yeah sure give your enemy like just smell whatever they put in front of you. It's like, yeah. yeah. How did he know like the ayakane powder wouldn't have just killed him from inhaling it? And, yeah. le- and Wesley didn't even do anything to the Cubs.
2: Right. Yeah. I, oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I I don't look that deeply into movies. I just get like to be entertained.
1: <laughs> no, it is entertaining, and, uh, and I don't Carrie know why it's just. It a, oh yeah, Carrie always is great. Mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, so you're talking about the guy who plays Prince Humperdinck, and I. I don't know, like, I haven't seen anything else that he's in as far as I know, but I just love the little touch of whenever Wesley, like, stands up and he's like, drop your sword, and he's like, have a seat. And then for whatever reason, like, him grabbing his sleeves on, like, his little, like, poofy shirt thing. I don't know, it's just really funny. I love, like, the little physical comedy bit that he does yeah. there.
4: One one funny thing about it is, like, you know, so I, I got into Christopher Guest movies um, whenever, whenever like uh, mighty wind came out, my whole family yeah. suddenly got into them. Right. So like, I don't know, I was probably 14, 15, somewhere around there, which is probably about the right age where you're actually going to sure. and think they're funny. Yeah. But, and watch all those movies really enjoyed them. I think it was maybe five years later that I realized that was Christopher guest. In, in, uh, and he's so movie. great. He's so different. And he's so yeah. menacing and awful um but funny but just like the way he looks is silly and whatever like Mm -hmm. he just doesn't look like christopher guest as i know him yeah like you know the bass player in mighty wind or whatever that's the guy
1: who (laughs) plays the count right yeah yeah
4: Yeah. the six-fingered man yeah Mm -hmm. um and so you know it was just like i'd gotten so used to watching him in traditional christopher guest movies that then (laughs) i don't know what it was where i was watching princess bride and was like holy shit like yeah. I never if you'd ask me like who plays that guy, I'd be like, I don't know, some guy who never got his come up at like who never yeah. got the career. He was... Henry. Yeah. My yeah.
0: number seven was Predator.
4: Oh. <laughs> also a... a bad choice. <laughs> and, Listen, yeah, that was actually still the year.
0: You are aren't.
2: because I'm, Predator was my number three film from that year.
0: Yeah, Ryan, this is also the episode where I sweeped you on Monster Squad. So It's all I'm, right. I'm, I'm terrible, even three years later. I guess I, I
2: literally totally blew you out of the water with the fog this uh, in 1980s. So I
0: yeah, had but, I had it coming. And and you know what? The fact the that it's fog, even but... on anybody else's list other than mine is kind of a miracle because <laughs> it's look, you know, only fall. like
1: 13 like. films came out in 1980, and none of them are good except for no, one. More,
0: more than 13. <laughs>
3: I also want to point out, this would have been a lot easier, Zach, if you, like the rest of us, made a list on Letterboxd for your film's explosion.
0: I started doing that for this year. I just need to take the 81 off private.
4: Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm literally doing that right now. <laughs> seven is- Into
0: the eight. mic. Oh, sorry. No, I'm looking. Sorry. My number seven is a repeat. Uh, my number seven was Predator. Oh. Um,
3: so Someone swept Zach.
2: This, this is like lo- the nice guys all over again. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Also, number seven.
5: I, I'm
6: annoyed that I missed most of the conversation trying to track that down, and like right as I found it, Zach chimed in. <laughs> I
3: mean, listen, Brad, I was doing the wait, exact wait, wait, wait. same thing. So, Brad, <laughs> Brad,
4: are you saying that Zach swept your leg on finding his yep. recording of his number seven? <laughs>
5: he did.
1: So, wait, you're telling me that the last like 10 minutes, three of us have actually been talking about the movie, and the other three <laughs> of you have been researching this shit. I got hey, nothing hey, else to hey, say
4: hey.
6: about this movie. Hey, it's I, amazing.
4: I, well, I, I and wasn't again, like I wasn't researching it. I was building my 1990 list on Letterboxd.
3: <laughs> uh, spoilers! Oh, um, I didn't know you loved horror workouts so much. Uh,
1: well, Ryan, say, do you I'm, just want to talk about this movie, and so none of the other guys care? Uh,
2: <laughs> oh, no. As you wish. Um, <laughs> this movie's great. Um, yeah. So yeah,
0: hey, uh, Ryan, I have a question for you on Princess Bride. There, sure. sure. Is this technically? A soft equal because Carrie was torturing. in a torture
2: device. He is, <laughs> and we think he just dies, kidding. and he comes back. So yeah. yes,
0: and I'm just gonna say Christopher Guest almost as indifferent to human life as Tobin Bell. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, so going forward, we'll probably do more retro reviews. Because we can't go to movie theaters. Corinne gave me a great idea for next week. We'll be doing uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. is celebrating yeah. its 30th anniversary. So thank you, Corinne, for bringing that to my attention.
1: Yeah, I've never seen it, you know. I was just like, we got to review this movie. It's a totally. classic.
2: So uh, next yeah. week is going to be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1990.
3: Um, and the week after will be Gremlins 2.
2: Yes. <laughs> thank you, never everybody. Never seen that
1: either. Uh,
2: well,
0: hold it down for that. And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is on Netflix if listeners are, you know, catch what it, I, like, watch it all. Most,
2: when so. I participate.
6: Uh, and, yeah. and the sequel, so that when you're like, oh, man, this movie's amazing. I wonder what happens next. I you just roll right mind. over No <laughs>
5: one's going to ask that. They <laughs> <Yeah>. order more <multi-exology.
6: laughs> If you want to be like, what is what is the secret of the ooze? You can find it <laughs> right away.
2: It's the ninja rap. Um, so, yeah, so oh, until yeah. next week, thank you for listening. Stay safe and still be able to watch movies because of streaming and Blu-rays. Um, thanks, everybody, for joining in on the Zoom. Yeah, yeah. Thanks.
1: Get the Princess Bride on Criterion. It's awesome.
2: Yes.
0: Get to be or not to be on Criterion. That's also awesome.
4: Yeah. No, don't listen yeah. to Zach. Zach is <laughs> literally yep. muted. Bye, Zach.
7: <laughs> What's Indiana Jones? Um.
4: Oh, I was uh, going to say,
0: everybody smile. I'm going to take a damn picture of us. This is awesome.
4: Okay. Okay.
0: Oh, wait, Hello, hold on. The to Yo. Fuck Security. you,
1: Zach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is this Hi. the thing about the back that was terrible?
6: No, it's just background. You can keep talking.
1: Oh, okay. Because I, <laughs> I, I feel like I remember you talking about how, like, that thing on the back is, like, like, if you pull it off, it takes some of the... Like gold oh, lettering yeah. or whatever with it. Yeah, and I mostly avoided that because I finally opened it this week.
4: Yeah, that pissed me off. Well, yeah. I, I, a... I forgot how mad I was about that. Thanks, grin.
1: Oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought yeah. it was Brad who told me. I didn't know it was you, James.
6: I do this, uh, this gold paint on the back. Um, when you peel off mm-hmm. this sticker, it the glue uh, dot peeled it off. So yeah.
2: yeah. Um, so I
1: gonna... only got like a little bit on mine. I think I got the S on as you wish or something.
6: Hey Brad. See if it happens to this guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go on. What? Fuck <laughs> what? Oh, him. that? Not...
1: It oh. is a cool oh. like little storybook thing.
4: Oh, it's it's great. It's just like it's so disappointing that Criterion doesn't know better.
6: <laughs> Did you well, Oh we didn't talk about it in the Blu ray releases. Wait, did we talk about it at all?
2: No, no we didn't do Blue Race.
6: Criterion just announced their Bruce Lee collection. It's I know, it fucking
0: incredible. Yeah.
6: Five movies. There's um, yeah, so the I,
0: dragon among them.
6: I have entered the dragon, and I've never opened it. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now you can get it again. And also yeah. they're doing Fist of Fury, which means my shout select one means nothing
5: yeah, by comparison.
2: All right. Well, I'm gonna bounce. I gotta put Kellen to bed. Thank you, everybody. Yep. All right, guys. That's good Appreciate seeing it. you. Thanks, James, for no setting us I up with go. this. Thank you for listening to this episode of Real Nerds Podcast.